Welcome, everyone, to So It's Come to This, another Simpsons podcast. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined here with Sala. Hello, this is Sala. So we are going to take a review and a look back at each season of The Simpsons, starting with season one. And in this case, I am going to be the one who watches all the episodes, and Sala will be the one who bases them off memory and how it was. Simpsons season one debuted with the holiday special in December of 1989, uh, all the way to the early 90s. And I know, Sala, you were probably too young at the time, but what what do you remember from this season? Looking back, I know it's, I believe it's Simpsons roasting on an open flame or something of that nature. It's it's a Christmas episode, which they, you know, it's kind of fitting, obviously, because it came out, I think, in December. I think I had tapes, you know, if people remember VHS, you know, VHS tapes. It was a fine episode. It was a fine, and it's a good kind of introduction to it. it kind of, you kind of get a feel of it, but you know, obviously, later seasons you get the Simpsons esqueness of it. But uh, yeah, you kind of get the the feeling that it's it's something different, something that's standard cartoon shows. Your Scooby Doo, where it's like oh, in and out, in and out. It's, it, it had kind of more of a heart to it, or more of a feeling to it. So, uh, how how'd you feel? You know? Yeah. So uh, it's it's funny because I do remember uh, this, and I don't remember much because I was about seven years old but it was definitely something different from the time a cartoon at prime time was a new experience and we loved it we tuned in every time it was on for a new episode and while it doesn't age well compared to the later seasons i think simpson season one sets up a lot of important things and themes that you see later on in not just the simpsons but other shows and Sala, do you remember what what what's the highlights you remember of season one vaguely, if you remember any? Season one, like I said, and, and this is season one is obviously one of my least not least favorites, but uh, earlier seasons it's hard to kind of get that feel that you you know you see the later ones you're like oh, I don't want to go back to that. It's so uh, I do remember the one with the bears. Uh, I think they go camping and then Maggie becomes an honorary bear. Mm-hmm. I do remember the one with, uh, I think it's Grandpa Simpson teaches Bart uh, some military uh, bullying or there's a bully and he has to go get rid of the bully. Mm-hmm. I think those are the main things I remember from the first season. Oh, actually, no, now I remember because I don't know if it's the last episode uh, where they get shocked. It's family therapy. It's kind of like a doctor. It, it's those are the things I remember just because, I don't know, you know, the bear was kind of such a silly, you know, ridiculous concept, but it kind of, they executed in a sense where it, it felt real. It felt kind of like, okay, I can kind of dis- disbelieve this, you know, put my, you know, disbelief. And then the therapy one is obviously, you know, it's more of a personal episode. It kind of shows, you know, the family and it just, but it also has that kind of zaniness that, as we know, eventually the Simpsons kind of continues on with. And the bully one, same kind of idea. It's just like everyday thing dealt in a kind of a hyper-realistic way. So those are kind of the three, I think the three separate episodes. I'm pretty sure they are. So those are kind of the main things I remember from the first season. Yeah, no, no, that's that's really good. And yeah, there are some, and I think during the Simpsons clip shows in later seasons, we're reminded of, but there is the, the famous electric shock therapy, the aversion therapy that the Simpsons go on. There are There is the camping episode and kind of other ones. And I'll go into a little more of my research because I, I did watch every episode of my thoughts. But there's also the one where Bart cuts off the head of Jebediah Springfield. Okay, okay, yep, yep, I do remember that one. That one is only famous because you you're re- it's referenced a couple times in South Park. A one in the famous The Simpsons Did It episode where Butter is, is trying to come up with some ideas and he talks about cutting off the head of a statue and they talk about how Simpsons did it. 
And then, and even a later season where Cartman is going to try to destroy Family Guy, and this might be my memory might be a little hazy, but he's sitting next to Bart Simpson in the Family Guy like lobby, and he's like, "Oh, what's the worst thing you did?" And he said, "Oh, I cut off the head of yep. a statue." And then Cartman talks about the whole uh, Scott Tennerman thing. I do remember this. Yeah, so it was definitely. I mean, it's it's an episode that wasn't that exciting, but it did kind of have a lasting impact on people at the time. Well, yeah, let's go through kind of, uh, I'll just do a quick recap of uh, what I thought of each Sims, uh, Simpsons episode from the season. And of course, Simpsons roasting on an open fire was the first one. And the reason was they were going to actually start the season a little sooner. But when the animation came back, it was so bad that there had to be redone and everything had to be redone. And actually, if it, the animation kept up, Fox was going to cancel the series entirely. Just to kind of continue. So Simpsons roasting on an open fire was the very first episode of the show and it was actually the eighth episode produced which why it looks good and also why you don't see santa's little helper until then what i'll say is simpsons roasting on a open flame i remember i think that's the one where bart never uh, homer is i think he needs to make extra money which obviously will become a common theme within the series uh he has to uh get a job as a santa claus at a mall a mall santa claus I don't remember the B plot because most of the times there's A plot and there's a B plot. But I think the the B plot, I don't remember the B plot. The A plot is uh, Bart at some point, you know, being the mischievous, dashly guy he is, pulls his beard off as a picture. And he gets mad at him. You know, there's some things happen at some point. I know if they go to the the, uh, the dog racing. That's where they obviously get Santa's little helper, which is obviously becomes an instrumental character. But it's kind of cool that you get to see the introduction of a character that they will continue to use. Yeah. Some interesting things I thought was fun is, first of all, Eric Stefani, which is Gwen Stefani's older brother, worked on this episode, and he's worked on other episodes. He was actually, he actually left No Doubt to continue being an animator for Simpsons and other shows. So he did the animation. He's not music-related in this instance. He's actually an animator in this. I think he compiled a couple scores in some of the seasons or some of the episodes, but yeah, he he's an animator, and that's what he wanted to do, so... Uh, some interesting things, Bart wanting a tattoo, which seemed kind of weird at the time as a kid to see like, oh, that's pretty extreme. Does he end up getting one with the, uh, the mother or something like that? Or Yeah, he gets the mother tattoo and then they have to get rid of it and they lose all their, their funds. That's what they get all the money for, yeah? And overall, it was a fine episode. I think one of my favorite parts was when Santa little, Santa's little helper comes home and they introduce them to the rest of the Simpsons. What's his name? Number eight. I mean, Santa's Little Helper. Uh, and that's because, you know, they picked up Santa's Little Helper from the dog track. So that's a cute episode. They do have a few singing. They have, like, the Jingle Bells, Batman Smell song uh, in the school play. Which comes up later in the Casino episode. Uh, just a little flashback. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's Simpsons on open, roasting on an open fire. Our next episode is Bart the Genius. And I don't know if you remember this one, but this is the one where he... I do... I think he somehow gets he either cheats or he somehow what maybe looks on somebody. Yeah, he cheats whether he switches test scores with somebody or he looks on somebody else's test scores and it's blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. So he school. he definitely he switches his test uh, score with uh, Martin Prince and he ends up getting sent to this gifted school, which. Principal Skinner is excited about because he gets to get rid of Bart and he has to go through that of trying to pretend to be a genius. It's definitely a Bart-centric episode. A couple of highlights for me is like when Principal Skinner saying that Bart wrote obviously forged letters about him being out of school and then Homer writes him a check and it's the exact same penmanship. 
Um, I thought that was kind of a little funny moment. What's the B story? Because, you know, most uh, is this prior to having an A story and a B story? Is that kind of like are we the early kind of a... Well, this one, yeah, this one didn't really have one. It's all about Bart and... You know, they go to the opera, and then Bart's writing graffiti on the wall, and later it's cordoned off and, like, roped away, and it's like, oh, now Bart's a genius. It's now artwork. But really, no B story. It's just, you, you get to know the family a little more. You get to realize that Homer is bad at spelling, bad at remembering things. He, he is definitely dumb. He's talking about Einstein being all kinds of colors before he invented the light bulb. So you really get a little bit of a taste of that. Lisa is... Competing with Bart. Is she not upset? Yeah, because it's, you know, she's kind of the genius of the family and that to have this kind of happen. But we haven't established Lisa as being that smarter character, have we yet? Correct. So everyone's still rough. Homer's like a voice of reason. And it's really... It's kind of paid by numbers in a sense as as of the moment. Yeah. Uh, Next, we go into Homer's Odyssey. And I think you did actually watch this one. This one I did actually go back and watch because... listen to other things and other things have said this is a bad episode and i was like oh how bad you know like i was like oh that's a season of like then i saw the first season so i was like well let me go give it a whirl and uh, let's just you know that you know like you said the animation's still early the animation's still it's very janky and it almost feels like a short it feels like multiple shorts put together not really a tv show yeah and that's you know just on an animation kind of visual aspect. That's kind of I was like, oh, okay, well, okay. I know this is early Simpsons, but it felt very kind of formulaic. And and then the whole purpose of it was just kind of like we're giving Homer a purpose. I understand that we're giving him like a, a good purpose. And, and but Homer we know is not really that character, but it wants to fit him into that kind of like stereotype in a sense. Yeah, and for those who haven't seen it, uh, the basic premise is Homer gets fired from the nuclear power plant. He can't find a job anywhere. He thinks about killing himself until he almost gets his family almost gets run over in a car. So he decides to become a big safety advocate and eventually starts to bring, I guess, protesters against the nuclear power plant for being unsafe. Eventually, he gets a job as the nuclear safety inspector, which is his current job now. And the only thing I would say good about this is like now it makes sense why they made Homer the safety inspector because you're like you see later episodes like. He doesn't know what's going on. Why would they, you know, this is such an important position. Like, this kind of sets down that framework for why he has that position. But I always like the one where, uh, I can't remember the episode, Lenny's like, oh, yeah, he just showed up the day the plan, o- you know, the plan opened, and he uh, he got the job. So, like, that's why he has that position. So it's like, that made more sense because of what we know of Homer. But now this kind of like, oh, he, he cared about safety? He was actually co- you know, coherent and, like, good at something? Yeah, yeah, this this gives a little more realistic foundation to him. Did you notice anything special from the episode? I did notice uh, Wayland Smithers is not the same color as he normally is. It's one thing I did notice. I know it's probably not a big thing, but I think initially they had Wayland Smithers being brown, or I guess in this universe he's black, which is something like, okay, well, it's fine with the go with it, but they never really kind of lent into it. And so eventually when you switch over to you know, yellow or white, it's kind of like, oh, he works both ways. I'm not sure why you had to do that, but I guess you wanted to make it a little more common. I'm not sure if that's what you meant to say, but that's one thing I noticed, at least initially, because, oh, I forgot they did that. They... Yep, and it's really, they the Smithers is black, and it's they said it's due to an animation misunderstanding and that he was always supposed to be white. So that that's that's if you're watching and you see that and you said, oh, that's very weird. That's that's the reason for that. We do get a cameo of Blinky, the three eyed fish, yeah. when the kids are doing a tour of the power plant, which we never see again anymore, except for the first couple seasons. Then we get rid of. Yeah. 
unless season you know forty five as him as a main character and we know his backstory and his whole whatever. But just keep going. And so really, yeah, I think it's it's a pretty boring episode. The only funny part, or the the most funny part, I thought was when he spends that whole time dragging the boulder across town and then when he gets to the bridge there's an exact same size boulder right there and he's like oh live and learn and that was like the only highlight for me like i I mean uh, a lot of these i will say season one episodes can be skipped but that one definitely doesn't doesn't lend much to things so yeah so let's uh talking about the next episode is there's no disgrace like home and this is the famous episode with the aversion therapy at the end and it starts with a company picnic and Homer sees how bad his family acts. And this is one of the rare episodes where you see Marge drink and she starts singing a song and it's like a, it's a reference uh, to a Dean Martin's song and all the kids are acting up. Homer is embarrassed by them. He sees another family acting very nice when they leave and he sees them in an imagery, I'm sure from a movie. They're, they're ascending to heaven while the rest of the Simpsons family in the car are telling them, one of us. One of us, one of us. And he gets in the car because he's very embarrassed by the family. His family, because it kind of reminded me of like, I don't think we've met Flanders yet, but it kind of had a Flanders-esque kind of feel of like this perfect like, yes, father, this is what we'll do, you know, kind of this kind of uh, what he portrays as being the best family or kind of like this higher standard that he tries to like his family to, you know, hold himself up to. Correct. And actually, so Flanders was not officially introduced. Flanders was introduced in The Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, but... That again, remember that was produced later. So technically, we don't okay. think we really see much of Flanders. And someone can correct me if I'm wrong because I do think we see him a little bit here and there. But yeah, it's like that the model family. Another thing uh, kind of highlights here uh, Eddie and Lou, the cop duo. Lou, uh, Lou is white in this episode. Again, a colorization, like mis- misunderstanding. They fix that in later episodes. Marge drinking and singing a song. Fruit Jello, which I never knew was a thing until that's yeah, that's what I wanted. That's another thing I do remember the Fruit Jello because growing up we did not Fruit Jello, but seeing that I was like, is that really a thing or is that just like <laughs> an animation thing or is that an actual thing that people eat or they make and they yeah, it's very it was very weird to see, but it is a thing I guess and people sometimes eat it. And they, they do bring it up a couple times. I think there's a scene. Uh, I'm not sure later, you know, in the seasons, uh, Maggie <laughs> falls asleep on fruit jello at some point. Yep. One of the episodes. Yeah. So highlights for this one. Uh, Marge has a good one. Homer's again, and uh, Homer's still kind of the voice of reason and the uh, the one that wants everyone to be good. But Homer talks about how they're the worst family in town. I'm sorry, Marge, but sometimes I think we're the worst family in town. Maybe we should move to a larger community. Now, Marge is getting Homer jokes, which is funny because that's a Homer joke. Yeah. And then that ends with Dr. Marvin Monroe, who we only see in a few episodes, and Lee's, uh, and the aversion therapy. That one, I you know, it I will say it's kind of fun to watch just to see. One, one kind of thing I noted is when Homer goes to this therapy session... In the background, as he's walking by, you see the exact same family that was in the earlier scene where he, the saintly family that was getting along. So I thought that was a kind of cool little, like, nod and a little joke. But yeah, that that was that episode. Uh, did you have anything else to add to that? Not really. Uh, like I said, I, I, it's just another episode that shows that, you know, they're a dysfunctional family, at least in Homer's eyes. Okay. Well, next we go to Bart the General. And this is the one you mentioned you kind of remember. This is uh, the first appearance of Nelson Muntz, the schoolyard bully. 
Is this the first appearance of Grandpa? Well, again, he shows up in Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, because that was the official first episode we've seen, but not the first produced episode. But essentially, you know, Bart's getting beat up by a bully. He imagines his funeral and how he's going to be killed by this bully. And he doesn't want to tell the principal because, you know, there's schoolyard rules. The code of the schoolyard, Marge. The rules that teach a boy to be a man. Let's see. Don't tattle. Always make fun of those different from you. Never say anything unless you're sure everyone feels exactly the same way you do. It feels like now we're kind of getting like we're picking up with Homer kind of having his kind of like his childish kind of mentality coming through where he's like, yes, these are things that I remember as a kid. But like I've lived my whole life. This, what, just, you don't know these. This is how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. This show, this episode for a kid at the time, I didn't really get any references, but it is there's a lot of themes on Patton, the movie. They go to the military antiques and the guy says the key to Springfield has always been Elm Street. The Greeks knew it. The Carthaginians knew it. Now you know it. So it just kind of felt like good references, but as a kid, it seemed like normal stuff. Watching it now, you get to kind of get the understanding of what they were going uh, going through with that episode of how they mentioned that, how they mentioned they signed a they signed an armistice treaty with Nelson. So again, jokes I think that were more geared towards adults, but kids could enjoy. But yeah, but also those jokes, if you think about them, they're not like your traditional adults going to be like, oh yes, I remember the Franco-Prussian War. I remember the uh... yeah, exactly. It's definitely esoteric humor. Yeah, and it's definitely something that obviously they continue through with, but I think they kind of like everybody can kind of understand it like three-fourths of the joke is the common person can get and then the fourth joke you know the fourth part of that joke is like oh yes you remember that one tv show or that one movie that came out in 1967 black and white february yeah yeah uh bart the general's okay again it's probably skippable unless you like the pat unless you're really into Patton the movie or the general uh then you might like the references the next one is moaning lisa do you remember this one? I do not. But so far, you've been talking about a lot of Bart and Homer. So I'm glad to see they've eventually branched out and did uh, Lisa or uh, Marge. So, but yes, they've done a lot of Bart and Homer, which is obviously a running theme throughout the series. But it's good that they have kind of uh, like caught up that, you know, we, we don't have to only do Bart. We don't only have to do Homer. We can. There's other characters to explore. Exactly. And this one might be the first one with a B plot. The A plot is Lisa sad and she doesn't know why. And so it ends with her going to meet Bleeding Gums Murphy and uh, interacting it's with the him. First introduction of Bleeding Yep. Gums, yep. And they end up going to the jazz hole, and like you know, she's happy. Uh, it's a heartfelt episode. I mean, if you're a Lisa fan, definitely watch it. I think the voice of Lisa says this might be her favorite episode or one of her favorites. Uh, it's a good. It's a. It's an episode with good heart. Uh, the B plot is even solid, and this is there's a uh, boxing video game, and Homer is always always annihilated by Bart. He's having nightmares that Bart's beating him up. So in this B-plot, Homer goes to the arcade to be mentored in the arcade game. And I don't know if the Simpsons were the first to do this, but this is definitely a Simpsons did it moment. Uh, Bob's Burger did this in one of the one of their classic episodes where Jimmy Pesto, Bob's rival, beats him in an old video game called Burger Chef. And Bob can't beat his high score, so he goes to the arcade, like the local Chuck E. Cheese, and spends a lot of time learning how to beat Burger Chef and get the high score. I thought that was a kind of a cool thing, reminiscent of that. Otherwise, it's a Lisa episode. And then the next episode, The Call of the Simpsons, and it is the one where the Simpsons go camping. So it all starts with Ned Flanders getting his own RV, 
And so Homer gets jealous and wants to get an RV. They get one, they go out camping. And it's a very fantastic episode in the sense that a lot of this is unbelievable. In the end, Homer gets confused for Bigfoot and they catch him and then they realize that he's just a human. And there's a lot of zany stuff that happens in the episode, but I think that's why I like it a lot. Yeah, like I said, I, I, from what I recall, the camping, you know, like I said, it, it's, I guess what Simpson ends up doing very well is kind of like, okay, it's you're outside of the realm of possibility, but it kind of still keeps it within the family, still kind of keeps it with... It's not like Looney Tunes where the guy's blowing up Roadrunner and Coyote. They're blowing up each other. It's still like far-fetched, but it's still within the realm of, okay, well, I can kind of see that. Homer does get dirty. And the bear part obviously doesn't make any sense, but it's kind of fun to see Maggie being on her own. And then you kind of learn really the intelligence of Maggie, which obviously they use in later episodes. But it's kind of cool to see that she's just not this baby character. She has some personality and she kind of doesn't necessarily go with the flow. She kind of makes her own flow. And, and then by using the bears kind of the bears off to accepting her she kind of gets to show herself off you know and, and so far we've only really learned about homer or a little bit of lisa nothing about mars but at least we get to see maggie as being a character as well so yeah and a quick question though I don't, is this the same rv they use in lemon of troy or has flanders upgraded his no so here's the thing this rv and the reason they're stuck in the woods is because he accidentally drives it almost off a cliff. There's there's a lot of highlights. First of all, he goes to the RV dealer, and the RV dealer's about to sell him like a super expensive RV. They enter his credit, and a siren goes off. Is, is that a good siren? Am I approved? You ever known a siren to be good? <laughs> no, Mr. Simpson, it's not. It's a bad siren. That's the computer in case I went blind telling me sell the vehicle to this fellow and you're out of business. That's what the siren says. Oh. So he shows him another RV. They end up renting the RV. Homer drives through the woods. They almost fall off a cliff. Homer is pretending to be like the woodsman, you know. And I think obviously a lot of shows do this whole plot where, the you know, the, they go camping. It's a camping episode. And Homer's, Homer's pretty clueless, but he acts pretty confident. And so he's like, oh, I'm going to go and gather some stuff for us. And he goes into off uh, away from the family. What am I gonna do? I've murdered us all! I've murdered us all! And everyone can hear it. So I think that's a funny highlight when Bart and Homer go out to find uh, food. He comes back with all the animals on him, right? Isn't that what happens? Like he has all the uh, all the creatures are eating him or something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. The best bit is where Homer Homer's going to tie. He's like, oh, let's just catch our food, and he t- you know gets a tree sapling, I know this is going, yeah. and he goes to ties it, and Bart says, "What are we going to do? Hang ourselves? No, this is a trap." going to catch us our dinner. Come on, boy. He sets it all up. Rabbit goes to it, and then it, it goes off, and it flings them into the distance. Yeah. And so that's when Homer says, oh, well, that's okay. Plan B. Bush. I'll yeah. go into the bush. I'll scare out the rabbit, and you step on it. And that's the scene where he goes in, and he gets attacked by all the animals. In the course of the episode, you know, they fall off a waterfall. Uh, they get in, they get stuck in a river. They go down the waterfall. They lose their clothes. That's how Homer ends up with no clothes. And then he finds a honey hive, uh, a beehive. And he sticks his hand in it, and then the bees start biting his mouth, and so now he can hardly talk. And, of course, then he falls into some mud, and that's how they confuse him for being Bigfoot. 
By this point, Lisa and uh, Marge are rescued, and she sees Homer on the news, and she says, that's my husband. And they do the famous uh, spinning newspaper gag where it's like National Informer, and it's like, I married Bigfoot. And it has a picture of Marge, and then they later ask, oh, what does he like to eat? What does he eat? Yeah. And she's like, oh, he likes pork chops. And then, of course, the next spinning newspaper is The Bigfoot Diet. Pork chops aplenty. And it's just kind of like taking this whole like Bigfoot concept to a new extreme. And the more you talk about this episode, the more I'm thinking that is, like you said, I feel like th- from just what you're saying, it really kind of hits home what uh, The Simpsons wanted to be. Like this absurdist, but like it still has kind of grounded reality. Yep. But still has funny things, has funny quips. It kind of brings in that, you know, old timey newspaper spinning. And it, it just kind of brings up a lot, a little bit of everything, you know, the brutal honesty from the dealership, uh, you know, all the way to uh, they shot him with the dart. And it's like, you know, it's actually just Homer. So it's. A really great episode and probably one of the best of the uh, first season. Yeah. And with that, we go next into the Telltale Head. And uh, again, I mentioned this briefly. This is the one where Bart cuts off the head of Jebediah Springfield. And this is uh, the reason why. So Bart is wanting to go see a, a scary movie. And so he meets these uh, bullies, not really bullies yet, I guess, but uh, Jimbo and Kearney, and they are sneaking into the movie. So he follows them and he kind of gets in with the bad crowd of uh, doing pranks and things like that. And then they talk about how cool it would be to cut off the head of Jebediah Springfield. So to impress them, he decides to do it one night. And then he learns that they are mad about that and the whole town's mad. And so he has to go and return it. Overall, it's okay episode again. Not not really much to it. Not really exciting or funny. Couple things for uh, in one scene, Homer's gambling on a football game and he calls it a lead pipe cinch, which I had to look up because I don't think that term's used really anymore. But that means a sure thing. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, Homer's listening to the football game with uh, Bart's headphones, and the radio is aligning perfectly to Reverend, Reverend Lovejoy's talk, which I thought was pretty funny. And then once Homer wins the money throughout the episode, there's a Homer looking at a bowling ball catalog, which, again, seems pretty extreme but funny. And I, I, I what I remember this episode, and, and it's just personal flavor, personal, it's a serious episode sometimes. It hits kind of that serious point of where, like, you did something, and, and we don't approve of that, even though we would have approved of it. And I'm just not the biggest fan of those serious episodes. I, I like it when they keep it lighthearted, and I, like you said, they have a couple of funny moments. But overall, it feels like it's trying to tell you something that you shouldn't do. I just feel like this one, if I, as far as like the other episodes, you know, uh, Homer's Odyssey, which, you know, another idea, but it's, it's more like meh. Where this is like trying to teach you something, which is not like bad, but it's just the serious episodes. It's just like I'm here to laugh and kind of have a good time, and yeah, you know, I feel bad, you know, feel sad and feel happy, but I'm not here to like, oh man, did he? Why did he do? Oh man, jeez, Louise. Exactly. Well, then uh, the next two episodes are kind of the same tone. The first one is Life on the Fast Lane, and I don't know if you remember this one at all, but this is where Marge gets the bowling ball for her birthday, and she meets the uh, bowling instructor. Jacques. Jacques. Yep. Basic plot, Homer is bad at getting birthday presents. He gets Marge a bowling ball. She's so mad at him, she decides to take up bowling. She meets this guy, Jocks, or Jock, and he teaches her how to bowl, and it kind of turns into her not quite cheating on him, but she's found romance with this guy that's not her husband. It's, it's a good one, a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's better than the telltale head. It's, uh, you know, there are some phony moments uh, when Jock gets the bowling ball from the station. He calls Marge Homer, 
And she's like, no, that's my bowling ball's name. And she calls him Brunswick, which is, of course, a brand of bowling ball because she just thinks that's how it works. Some interesting things here is Marge not knowing what brunch is. Meet me tomorrow for brunch. What's brunch? You'd love it. It's not quite breakfast. It's not quite lunch, but it comes with a slice of cantaloupe at the end. You don't get completely what you would at breakfast, but you get a good meal. Yeah, and that, you know, as a kid, and maybe even at the time in 1990, brunch wasn't that well-known of a concept. A uh, couple of parody moments uh, when they have, she has that dream parody. It's from a 1934 musical, The Gay Divorcee. And the end scene is famous from uh, An Officer and a Gentleman, uh, a Richard Gere movie from the 80s. But besides that, you know, it's it's good. Uh, you do have a little bit of the B-plot where Marge is really happy and Bart and uh, Lisa are enjoying the benefits from it. And Lisa's going through the eight stages of maybe depression or something with her, knowing that her parents are separating. And Bart finally gets to the, the stages as they go along. You definitely see Homer being sad and you definitely see Lisa being sad. So it's, it's a memorable episode just for that. But it is, like you said, it's another serious episode, but I just don't feel it has as much weight as the last one had. Where, like, Yeah, this is this is more of a realistic can-happen-to-people episode, uh, which leads us into our next one, which is interesting that they're back-to-back, but this one is called Homer's Night Out, and I don't know if you remember this one, but this is the one where Bart takes a picture of him with the stripper. Very, very, f- and, and as a kid, you did not know that was a stripper. You didn't understand what it was. You just thought like, yeah, it, it exactly. was a girl, I guess. I don't know. But watching it now, it's definitely interesting. So Homer's 339 pounds, we learn at the beginning of the episode, and he ends up getting photographed because Bart orders a spy camera. Bart takes the picture, spreads it around. Marge gets really mad, kicks him out of the house. Then he learns to apologize and show his son that women aren't just objects. So it has a good meaning at the end. Some highlights here, when Bart's developing his photography they call him like a young helmet newton which i didn't know who that was but after looking at him he was uh, researching him he's a famous photographer that was known for doing provocative photography this one you get a you get a view of barney's house because he decides to stay at barney's and apparently barney's house was created by some of the writers as a house uh, apartment they stayed in there's some good moments here because again barney has a little more edge to him so once homer gets settled in barney goes out and like party still at the apartment complex all night but there's a scene where right beforehand homer's looking out of the window and in the distance he sees his house and he's like oh you know that string of houses in the middle that middle one's mine with the light on the middle one is my house someone must have left a porch light on hey that's rough pal Hello, Marge. You left your damn porch light out. Barney! Homer's not made of money, you know. <laughs> and just the fact that Barney would do that and call Homer's house to tell Marge to turn off the light was just funny in itself. Besides that, you know, again, it's got a good message that Marge says she's more mad at uh, more mad at Homer treating this woman like an object. And there's also that whole, like, running joke that Homer's like a ladies' man. And even in one scene, Mr. Burns asks for advice. Again, another kind of more grounded in reality episode with the, with a good ending, but uh, definitely a silly one. At the beginning of Marge kicking Homer out of the house. So we've seen this and we will continue to see this. So It is a recurring theme of Marge getting mad at Homer. And, and it gets funnier as it goes on, obviously. You know, obviously he can't even handle himself later, but it's just one of those, okay, well. Yeah. All right, our next episode is The Crepes of Wrath. And do you remember anything about this one? Yes, I do remember this one. Is this the, uh, obviously, if he, goes to, if he goes to France, he becomes a winemaker or he stomps some grapes. Is this the one with the exchange student, though? Is this one with uh, Emile or what's his name? 
a deal. A deal, a deal, a deal, not a meal, a deal. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know bits and pieces. I remember he's... Yeah, so Bart gets in trouble again, and this is another chance for Principal Skinner to get rid of him, and they do an exchange program. Bart goes to what he thinks is a famous chateau in France, but it's actually, he's kind of working for these two Frenchmen that don't really pay him or, you know, kind of overwork him. While, all the while, the Simpsons get a family from Albania, and we later learn that he's a, uh, a Soviet spy. It's a pretty fun one. Again, it's, it's, it has two stories, you know, the Bart Simpson story, which is not as interesting as the Adil story. It's kind of a good moment where things turn out well in the end. And it's funny, Bart does learn French because he was immersed in the culture, uh, which is never addressed again, but that's fine. It's a cartoon. I do like the, I think there's a donkey joke where he tries to lay in the bed and he's like, no, no, that's where the donkey sleeps. You sleep over there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, he's trying to lay on a pile of hay and the donkey got in his way. This is the first appearance of Agnes Skinner. So Mr. Skinner's, Principal Skinner's mom. Wait, isn't the whole uh, reason he gets sent away because he flushes a cherry bomb down the toilet when uh, Mrs. Uh, Skinner or Agnes is uh, visiting? Yep. So it has kind of, it still kind of has that Bart prankmanship that we continue now, which is cool that, you know, that they kind of started and they, they started here and they kind of kept it through and they never really got away from it. They actually kind of rode that throughout the whole series. Yeah, yeah. Underachiever. Some funny parts is Homer confusing Albanian for albino. When Bart gets picked up at the airport, they drive through famous French Impressionist paintings, maybe not just Impressionist, but famous French paintings. Uh, we learn about antifreeze and the wine, which I don't know if that is a thing or if it was just made for this episode or if that was like a problem back in the day. But I guess they used it to age wine faster or give that impression. That sounds, you know, it sounds logical. So that's Simpsons logic. So that sounds good to me. Uh, and then once Adil gets arrested, they get take him away. They ask if he's going to go to jail. And they said, no, we're going to change him with another spy. And it's, again, that parody of, you know, you see the spy exchange. So, Sparrow, we meet again. Yes. Sometimes I think I am getting too old for this game. Okay, kids. Let's hurry it up. And it's just kind of, again, a parody of those spy movies. Do you remember who the other spy was? It was an American spy? And did we, did we learn the name? Yeah, it was an American spy. Did we learn the name? Are they, like, you know, Dove or... No, I don't think his name was Dove. It's, it's, you know, like, we get the name of the other... Uh spy's character's name so yeah i don't remember if they gave i, I forgot what the name uh, i don't even know if they gave a name to the other spy overall this was a good one though i mean again you get a little bit of the simpsons traveling this time bart for the first time and you get homer being clueless again and letting a deal take pictures of nuclear plans at the nuclear power plant and things like that so it's a fun one uh, again the b plot i think or the the plot with the albanian exchange student is stronger than the bart plot and it's the beginning of them uh you know uh, simpsons in a different country which is they started from the beginning so i guess it's you know you can't nobody anybody wants to complain about that they they started from the very first season they this is a simpsons in a foreign country and this is how they're responding this is how they're acting this is how we uh, are perceiving the foreign country as well so it's kind of funny that sometimes people have issues oh the simpsons going to iceland now it's like well yeah they've been doing that for a while now like from the very beginning so you know it's kind of cool that it's not the whole family but it is a simpsons in a foreign country so i thought that was kind of cool to see yeah yeah i agree our next episode is probably one of the most famous and the one that they keep that becomes a recurring theme is crusty gets busted and what do you remember about this one? First introduction of Krusty, maybe? I'm not sure. Maybe we've seen Krusty on TV, but this is the first introduction where we, you know. Really... Well, we actually see him in the Telltale Head briefly. But not as a character. As a mad mob member. Yeah, exactly. But not as a character. Like we, This is the first introduction to actually Krusty himself, the character. Correct. Um, obviously, Sideshow Bob is another character in this. Yep. 
And just a quick reference for anyone who ever seen the later seasons, this is the first time Bart catches Sideshow Bob. So basically, Krusty the Clown, the host of the Krusty the Clown show, is caught robbing, doing armed robbery at the Quickie Mart. He goes to jail, and so his assistant, Sideshow Bob, takes over the show and turns it from like a mindless entertainment program to something a little more sophisticated, well-rounded, voiced by, of course, Kelsey Grammer, who was on Cheers at the time and has continued to be a recurring Sideshow Bob character. Yeah, I like this one because, uh, do, is this also first time with a poo? But I don't know, like I said, or is this another, like, we see a poo in the background, but does this really a poo become another character? Or? Again, yeah, you see a poo a little bit here and there, but this is the first time we actually get a little more interaction with him. And Homer's the one who I think is the one who witnesses. So this is another, actually, this is a good set. This is a good setup for always Homer, always visiting the quickie mark. You know, that's kind of as another, you know, you, you think of Homer always at Moe's, but Homer, there's so many scenes, so many episodes kind of based around Homer and the quickie mark. People think that, oh, the first season, you can just write it off. But I mean, you can write it off to a degree, but it's, it's funny. And they kind of set up a lot of things that are everlasting, you know, I definitely would say is a must see for the season uh, for any Simpsons watcher. I mean, you do they do set up continuity stuff that stays, like Krusty having the triple bypass and Krusty being mostly illiterate, and of course Sideshow Bob being arrested and returning. Also, another thing they bring up is the Lee, well, I don't know if it's both Lisa and Bart, but them being you know detectives, kind of like oh putting things together. This is this this you know they're you know they're sleuths, I guess. Yeah, well, it is it is interesting because Bart's convinced that Krusty didn't do it, and he actually goes to Lisa and has to beg for her to, to help. It's funny because, yeah, she does help in later episodes, and she helps in this one too, but it's like the beginning of their kind of detectiveness and working together. You know, there's, there's, I mean, it's a good, funny episode. It's definitely, besides the crusty plot, it's Homer-centric because he was there at the robbery. Homer jumps into, a, like, a big display of chips during the robbery, so like you said, yeah, I would view this as more of like, like you said, what's the cause? Probably your personal favorite, which sounds like, but this is definitely, uh, if you're going to watch season one, you know, you get three episodes to watch. This is probably on that list of the top three to see because it sets up so much more and it's funny. It's just, it's just a laugh as well. So yeah, this one. Yeah, I think this one is up there uh, with the call of the Simpsons. Uh, so yeah, let's let's wrap it up with some enchanted evening. And I mentioned this earlier, but do you remember much about this episode? I think they rob a uh, house robber. Yeah. Yep. The, the So that's the, the babysitting organization. And so this one actually starts off with Marge being unappreciated by Homer. So again, we're, we're getting a, a kind of another recurring theme. And so she calls into a therapy show and Homer happens to listen in and realizes that he has been taking her for granted. So he decides to take her out to a nice dinner and to a hotel. And then they realize they need to get a babysitter for the night. And so they end up getting one. And this babysitter turns out to be someone that they see on America's like most wanted as a criminal. And Bart and Lisa get tied up. They eventually escape. They tie her up. And the episode actually ends with Homer and Marge getting back early and Homer letting her go because he thought that Bart did something and leaving her to go while Bart was calling the America's Most Wanted program to have them catch the person. Uh, this one, I don't, as going back, I really, it's hard for me. To, I remember the character. I remember what she's drawn like, but I don't really remember the ins and outs of the episode. Um. Yeah, it's it's an okay one, but I think it's, again, another one that you can kind of skip. We get some highlights I noted was Homer's hair grows back immediately after he shaves. He still gets that 5 o'clock shadow. This one, we really get the happy little elves, so we see about them. And I think the best part of this episode, or I thought as a kid, the funniest thing I thought was when Homer goes to pick out the lobsters. And Do you remember this? Yes, I do remember that. 
They all look so tasty, but I think I'll eat this one right there. Why don't you pick one that's a little more frisky, sir? Why? Well, when you choose one that's floating upside down, it somewhat defeats the purpose of selecting a live lobster. Oh, okay. And it's a dead lobster that Homer picked out, so he picks out another one. I just thought, as a kid, I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, that rounds out the season. And again, by this time, Simpsons was uh, the high, highest rated show on Fox the week it aired. And it was just kind of a start to everything. Of course, recurring themes. We have uh, the prank calls that Bart does to Moe's Tavern. The animation gets a little better. Still get some of Lisa's nuances of being kind of the smarter one and kind of the overachiever and Bart being the underachiever. But everyone's still kind of getting their footing. And by season two, I think they finally get it. And it's like they, they hit the ground running what were your thoughts uh like i said first season i'm basing this all off of memory and uh, definitely of the seasons i owned at the time it was definitely one of my least watched seasons because it's just so early simpsons which is nothing wrong with early simpsons but once you see the later seasons you kind of don't want to go backwards even though you know you started there so you kind of have to pay it some respect what are your top three that you recommend yeah i would say the call of the simpsons Krusty gets busted and I, I mean, I, you know, Simpsons roasting on an open fire, even though it's just the beginning, I think it's it's a good solid episode and learning about Santa's Little Helper and stuff like that makes it, yeah, a very enjoyable. Those were the top three that I actually thought, because I was like, okay, the first two we got locked in, but the third, I was like, what really kind of sets it up as being the Simpsons? And I know even though you said it's filmed eight or it's produced eight, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely think the first one, yeah, Simpsons roasting on an open flame open fire would be the third recommendation just because you know it's it's a good grounding it's a good setting it's a good kind of get you there so yeah those are my top threes as well so uh. well i think that wraps up our first episode of so it's come to this thank you for listening and tune in next time when we will take a look at season two season two